Before I get started on the CSG special, I would like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisee, in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right smack dab in the middle of the dairy block. If you like wine, like me. If you like want to introduce your friends to wine, you want to introduce your friends to great wine uh, from a family vineyard located in Sonoma County, California, then Blanchard Family Wines is your your place to go. Um, it's in a beautiful location. It's a great atmosphere and a great vibe with knowledgeable serving staff who will just guide you through um, what you need to know in experiencing wine. It's uh, one of my favorite places to go in Denver. As I said before, the atmosphere is tremendous. I took a friend there a couple weeks ago. Uh, they were blown away by the wait staff and the quality of the wine. It was an all-around fantastic experience, and it is every single time I go into Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, once again, they are on Facebook and Instagram under Blanchard Family Wines. They are located between 18th and 19th and Blake and Wazee in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado, just a couple blocks away from Coors Field. Uh, right smack dab in the middle of Dairy Block. When you go in, tell them Jeff Morton from CSG Podcast sent you there. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on from the CSG special. Uh, this one is going to wrap up the decade of which CSG has participated in nine years of. Um, we are now, you know, we started in October of 2011. So most of this decade, you have had CSG with you. We appreciate you sticking with us. Um, but this is going to be the defining Denver Nuggets moment of the decade. And it is without a doubt one thing. Um, a lot of people have been doing a list of things that have happened with the Denver Nuggets and from 2010 to 2020 coming up, 2019. It's just a lot of things happened. And... Uh, but there's one thing, and I think everyone knows what it is, that defined the decade and reverberated throughout the decade. And it is the trade of Carmelo Anthony in February of 2011. Um, I'm going to be frank. This is when I'm, my definition of meaningful, eventful, defining is the impact it had both on, on the Nuggets uh, and the league, and more importantly, the city of Denver and its relationship with its basketball team. And I think more that more than anything else is why this particular trade cannot be understated in its impact. We tend to focus on recency bias. We tend to think the things that are closer to us are more significant, hence why Idiots on Twitter are saying that Drew Brees is a better quarterback than John Elway, um, <laughs> which is a subject I don't really want to get into right now, but whatever. Um, I think we are now at a point where we can take a step back from the Carmelo Anthony trade uh, eight years ago and look at where how it would impact everything in call in Denver and in the league. And I'm going to start with the league. Um, it set the standards for trades in February of 2011 for a star um, that I don't think has been surpassed. The haul that the Nuggets got, a um, couple first-round picks, some second-round picks, uh, a pick swap, um, Wilson Chandler, Timofey Mozgov, Ray Felton, and Danilo Gallinari. 
in exchange for Carmelo Anthony, Chauncey Billups, um, who else did they send up? Ronaldo Balkman. Um, it was just a, it was a huge trade. And what the Nuggets got in return was a collision of circumstances of waiting out James Dolan, making sure that he was going to panic trade. And it worked. And the Nuggets got uh, an enormous haul that really set them up for the next couple of years and really kind of set them up through the decade. A decade which Masai Ujiri, the person who got the trade done, didn't see out. Um, he was only going to be around for the next two seasons. Um, but the Nuggets uh, really had a... Well, let's say this... The Nuggets really set a standard of, of superstars' trades that you just you you don't see, and it in in everyone else model, tried to model a trade after that. Maybe the closest was Kawhi Leonard and Demar Derozan, but that that really wasn't the haul that the Nuggets got for Carmelo Anthony, and it was amazing. <laughs> it really was amazing. Uh, it is really hard to quantify in terms of what it is now in 2019 to understand what it was like in 2011 and what the Nuggets got in return. And Masai Ujiri, of course, in his, um, I wouldn't say humility because I think he was being disingenuous, but when he said they got killed, I think he partially meant it. But I think partially he was trying to play that for the for the cameras. You know, I think Masai's vision for the Carmelo Anthony trade, uh, I didn't, pan out the way that he thought it would in later years. But in the grand scheme of things, the Denver Nuggets became that. They became the team that everyone set themselves up against. Considering the fact that the Nuggets, following that season in 2011, 2012, the lockout year in 2013, made the playoffs, the Denver Nuggets were, you know... (laughs) Uh, that team that was able to maintain success even after losing Carmelo Anthony. It was remarkable, um, and it really was something that people, when you look at it, people like needed to appreciate with the benefit of time. And it was one of those things that shook through the league. Uh, I don't think I've seen a trade. Now, Dwight Howard, maybe, in 2012, um, that was a three-team trade. Um, I don't think necessarily that that had the same impact that the Carmelo Anthony trade did, but you know, it still was there. Now I'm going to fold this back. Um, it's impact on the nuggets going forward. The Denver nuggets as a franchise were forever altered by the Carmelo Anthony trade. And let's make no bones about it. It, it fundamentally changed the direction of the franchise. And Masai Ujiri may just turn that into two players, specifically Wilson Chandler and Danilo Gallinari, who were in Denver for a collective six and a half and seven years, seven and a half years. Um, a, it's rare that it, <laughs> you get a trade haul like that where you have two players who end up staying that long. Uh, that's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of unusual. Um, and Gallo and Wilson both staying in Denver for that long after the trade was absolutely remarkable. Um, the, the, the picks turned into other things. The pick for, uh, I believe, the 2014 pick, I believe they 
included a, a pick swap or maybe, no, no, he traded one of the draft first round picks in 2014 to Orlando to get Andre Iguodala. You know, you're seeing these pieces just kind of spin out. Okay, you, that turned into Andre Iguodala. Um, the, the following, in 2014, the Nuggets had a pick swap turned into, uh, through various trades, it turned into um, Timo Fey, not Timo Fey, it turned into Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris. Um, and in 2016, the last of the draft picks uh, turned into um, Jamal Murray, who is still here now. Uh, that is 10 years, almost, and no, see, not 10 years, it's nine, almost nine years worth of uh, draft capital uh, that extends out to this day from one trade. Um, that's, that's pretty damn amazing. Um, it was a tremendous, tremendous, um, it was a tremendous vehicle for the Nuggets to spin out what they had and that benefited both Masai Ujiri and Tim Conley. Um, and I think that the reverberations within the Nuggets themselves and the organization kind of per- got them to a place where they didn't have to tank. And I think that was the key here, is that uh, Stan Kroenke has a known aversion to tanking. He, he did it one year under the Denver, when he, when he had owned the Denver Nuggets. One year, Stan has allowed tanking. And that was the 2002-2003 season when the Nuggets won 17 games and got mellow. Um, outside of that, Stan is very averse, very averse to tanking. And I think the Nuggets, through this time, with even with through the rough years with Brian Shaw, they never lost less than I mean, never won less than thirty games, which isn't great. And more than a lot of people would consider that the middle ground in the NBA. But there it is. Uh, that's what that's what kind of allowed the Nuggets to get where they are today without tanking was the fact that they had so much capital and. Um, Back from the uh, Carmelo Anthony trade, it stocked them for a while, and it was able to kind of not kick the can down the road, but it was essentially something that they were able to do to stay afloat, uh, be a better team, and then finally, under the leadership of Tim Connolly, turn that into Jamal Murray, uh, and uh, we have the Nuggets team we have today. Uh, you can't remove the Nuggets, the, the uh, Carmelo Anthony trade from that. Um, it really did set the Nuggets up to not be not be an awful team, uh, which helped in a certain way. Um, but at the same time, it also affected the team in a way that I think people are very uncomfortable addressing. And this is the final point I'm going to make on the Carmelo Anthony trade um, of my bullet points here. Uh, the Carmelo Anthony trade, in my view, fundamentally altered the relationship that Denver fans have with their basketball team. It just was never the same afterwards. And you think about this. A lot of people compared Carmelo Anthony wanting out to Dikembe Mutombo's 1996 season. I'll be honest with you. Dikembe Mutombo, in many conversations that you've had post that time, never wanted out of Denver. He wanted to get paid. But he never wanted out of Denver. And uh, there was severe, severe, and I do mean severe, mismanagement of the Denver Nuggets in 1996. Um, Bernie Bickerstaff had torched the team and burned them 
for a full year by that point and had was openly antagonizing Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, I think if you remember the news media reports, there was a game where he sat out uh, Dikembe Mutombo for no reason in the fourth quarter, and it just exacerbated things, made it worse. And basically, uh, in my view and in a lot of people's view, Bernie forced Dikembe Mutombo out of Denver, and the Nuggets got nothing in return. Um, that being said, nothing like the Carmelo Anthony tried had ever happened in Denver. No star had ever forced his way out other than Spencer Haywood, and that was back in 1969, 1970, and that was a different situation. There was a lot of legitimate reason to believe that Bill Ringsby, the Nuggets' first owner, was doing some hanky-panky with some contracts back then, and the Nuggets perpetually were broke up until uh, Red McCombs bought them in 1982. Um, It's just a fact. Uh, But Carmelo Anthony forcing his way out of Denver, I think, affected the psyche, collective psyche, of Denver. It caused the relationship of basketball in Denver, which has always, believe it or not, as you know, there has been a heart and Ross Martin cohort on, on CSG always said that the most loyal fans in Denver that he knows were Denver Nuggets fans, because we've had to put up with a lot of shit, uh, in the time that we've, you know, been liking the team and the ones that like the Nuggets tend to like them for a long, long, long time. Well, this is the same way with the Carmelo Anthony trade. I, I'd never seen anything like this. Uh, I was covering the team at the time uh, at Denver Stiffs. Nate, Nate uh, Andy, and I were having to deal with um, invasions of people from New Jersey and uh, New York. And what I noticed as someone who was on the ground level, and Andy noticed this, and Nate no- noticed this, as people who were on the ground level of what was going on here, and it was caused, I think, the collective psyche of basketball fans in Denver to think that they're screwed. And I think that moment forever, I can't can't say forever, but for this decade, even up to now, created a cynicism about the NBA that wouldn't be there otherwise. Um... If people remember the basketball fans of 2009 and 2010, there was an excitement around the Nuggets. Oh, even going back to 2003, 2000, when, when uh, Melo was uh, drafted. Uh, <laughs> there was a level of excitement in the, about this Nuggets team that was palpable, and it helped that the Broncos were a thoroughly mediocre team through most of the mid-2000s. And, uh, the, they, and the Avs were also kind of mediocre. And the Nuggets kind of had winter sports, not to themselves, but they, you know, they were the good team. But on on top of that, people genuinely liked it. But once Melo wanted out, it chipped the ego of the collective sports fan in Denver. And it fundamentally altered the relationship people have with this team. It became extremely cynical, and it didn't help. And I will say, uh, as much as I agree that the way Masai Ujiri approached trading uh, Carmelo Anthony and how they played patiently and played the long game, the longer the melodrama went on, the longer people 
that more people just got upset. There was a bit of a relief uh, after the factor after Mello was traded. There was a bit of a uh, finally it's over aspect to it, but it dissipated. Uh, people forget this. The Nuggets' attendance was okay in the 57-win season in 2012-2013, but I attended many games that year. And I recall a very tepid crowd. Um, even during the 15-game winning streak, it was like people didn't want to believe the Nuggets were that good, and they didn't. Want, it was it was it was strange, you know. It wasn't like it was in 1994 or 95 when people were going absolutely nuts at McNichols Arena. It was strange. There was a couple points during uh, that season where Gallo, you could see him imploring. You know, they're playing the Spurs. And he's imploring the people to just cheer. I mean, it's it's a close game in the fourth quarter, and he's, like, having to wave his arms wildly. And that's just the way it was. And I think that maybe it's turning around, but I think that the relationship of Denver to Carmelo Anthony and the relationship of Denver to the Denver Nuggets and the NBA overall was altered completely. And... A lot of people don't want to believe that this trade fundamentally did this, but it did. And the whole circus surrounding it did. And that's not necessarily Masai Ujiri's fault. It's not necessarily Carmelo Anthony's fault. Listen, he could have not signed the the, uh, uh, the uh, extension and led the Nuggets on and then left for nothing. Um, he could have, I mean, but... Mello actually did a lot to guarantee that the Nuggets were going to get a nice haul for him. Uh, at the same time, though, the way that Masai had to play this and the way that it came about, I think created a a frustration and a jilted nature with the sports with uh, Nuggets fans. And it already exacerbated the second child nature of Nuggets. Uh, Nuggets have been around since 1967. The Broncos have been around since 1960. For a very, very significant long time, amount of time, it was just the Nuggets and the Broncos in Denver. And uh, for, the, for just the longest, it's a second child syndrome where the first child gets all the love and the second one gets all the responsibility. And I think that has always been a factor in the the way the Denver fans, long-time Denver fans, viewed uh, their NBA franchise. And I think that just kind of cropped up again after Melo demanded out, and I think that it's going to take a significant amount of time. The, the attendance is back up, but you notice the cynicism creeping back again, and the Nuggets are 21-9 and nine right now. Uh, it's just the way it is. Uh, the fan is different. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Carmelo Anthony demanding a, a star wanting out of Denver to go to New York uh, just altered a lot in Denver. And I think that is why it is so significant. Yes, the Nuggets came out not smelling like, like a rose, but managed better than most people do when they trade a star. Uh, what you've seen here is the Denver Nuggets uh, becoming a better team because of the Carmelo Anthony trade. Um, Carmelo Anthony's drifted around the league the last two years, but it's different and it's hard to explain. Uh, 
And if for, I guess people who have been around and Nuggets fans as long as I have can feel it. I guess new fans don't necessarily feel it, but it's there. The relationship of the Denver Nuggets to the city of Denver is completely different than it was. And it's just the way it is. And I think we all have to kind of accept that and find a way to work with it. Because a star wanted out of Denver that badly that he demanded a trade. And he wanted that money. But it uh, will work out in the end. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Nuggets play this. I'm, I'm curious because right now the Nuggets are a very good team. And I there's a lot of people wondering if they're ever going to be great. And we'll see. Because that was the thing problem that vexed the Carmelo Anthony teams is that they were always very good. And going from very good to great is the hardest step in the NBA. We shall see. All right. Thank you for joining me on the latest CSG special. I will be back in the new year. Talk to you later. Bye.